Be sure to check us out on Patreon. There you will find our community with several different tiers of learning. Our Patreon community is all about immersing yourself in the streams, teachings, and the Taya practice with lots of Taya tools and Taya teachings via weekly live video and exclusive coaching sessions at patreon.com. We stay in that matrix fog, but once you start lifting yourself out of it and you're not fearing the government, you're not fearing your neighbor, you're not fearing about your health, you're, you're taking control of these things because you realize they're all creations of energy and you realize that, wow, my abundance of health and wealth and relationships, it all resides within me already. That exists. I just have to allow it to flourish. And how do I do that? I get rid of all the stuff in my life that's dragging me down. That's creating the fog. Welcome to the Stream of David podcast. I have a very special guest today, a a very special guest because I haven't had a guest in a while, (laughs) among other reasons. Uh, You've just been listening to me solo for about the last three months. Uh, But I'm, I'm pleased to bring Courtney Ostrowski on. I was on her podcast I think back in 2021 mm-hmm. and her podcast. So I remember to, to tell all of you this now before I forget later is the unique way. And Courtney is uh, really into wellness. And I think the timing is perfect. Courtney, I know you were booked on here a while ago and, and now this is our recording date, but over the weekend I had this amazing healing experience. And it's funny because here I am, I channel, I've created the tire practice. I'm all about everything is thought first. And I have had this back problem that comes and goes throughout my lifetime. And it's recently gotten much worse, this low back pain issue. And it was so bad. I went to pain management. I got the injections, you know, they did all of these things and it was getting really, really bad. And Friday, it was just so unbearable that I couldn't sleep. I was sort of in that low vibe space of, I don't know what to do with myself. Oh my gosh, I need to have surgery. And I started Googling about the surgery. Then I read what back back surgery was all about. I thought maybe I don't want to have surgery. So I've had this going on off and on for 20 years. And this past Friday, it sort of came to a head with just, just massive pain. And then I stopped and remembered, well, wait a minute, you know, everything is thought first. I'm, I'm going so far down the path of what's wrong. I'm not doing anything to, to really pay attention to my physical vehicle and, and change the energy of it. And I, I laid in bed two or three o'clock in the morning, whatever time it was. And I did the meditation. I moved the energy through my body and I finally fell asleep and I woke up the next day and I've been feeling fantastic since then, like gone, pain is gone. Wow. <laughs> so why, why did that work? Tell us about yeah. that. <laughs> oh, that's such, that's such a great share. First of all, I'm so glad you're pain-free at the moment. And it's interesting because in the modern Western world that we live in, first of all, medicine is, um, it's very single focused, like, okay, you've got a specialist for the back and then you've got a specialist for the arm and a specialist for ear, nose, throat. Like it's all very segmented. And I like to take a very, like a much more holistic approach to wellness and health and healing. And I think that as a body, we are one body, right? It's all connected. And I think it's important to take that holistic approach to health whenever we're talking about healing Um, and taking that even a layer deeper to your point, it's all energy. So a lot of times we're looking at healing from a very physical point of view when the issue is actually deeply energetic or it's emotional or it's spiritual. And so I think 
it's very important. And it's something that's actually also becoming very popular with newer healers um, in, in many different forms coming through and coming forward. It's, it's becoming more popular for people to look at like childhood trauma or to unpack, you know, their past or, you know, to really look at their emotional health, their spiritual health, their mental health. You were talking a lot about thoughts. I mean, that has such an impact on how we feel physically in our body. So yeah, I think that's honestly where we should start, (laughs) you know, and then keeping in mind that a lot of us don't do the work until we're not feeling well. Like, let's be proactive about our wellness and our health. Like, let's be doing the work every day to feel good and even better than just waiting until shit hits the fan. And then we're like, oh my gosh, like, (laughs) then we have to kind of go into hyperdrive. So yeah, that would be my point of view on it. Yeah, I, I love that. And the, the interesting thing to me, and this is my personal journey, but also people that I've worked with as, as a coach and Taya, seeing how we automatically kind of go into this low vibe period naturally of sort of letting some things unravel, letting some things manifest that are unwanted, understanding that this, there's a growth opportunity in there, but how we get in this mm-hmm. fog of here I am doing two podcasts a week talking about this stuff, living my life, certainly not in perfection. But you would think that I would have, the light bulb would have gone off prior to me going so far down the path of being in chronic pain before I realized, well, wait a minute, I'm not really doing the very things that I teach and believe in to help myself. I've gone down this sort of Western medicine path of being injected with things and, mm-hmm. you know, prescriptions that I'm not really taking because I don't like to take a lot of prescriptions. But, you know, all of these quote unquote pain management things, yeah. why not shift the energy and, and allow some natural healing around the things that are causing the pain yeah. rather than going down the pain management path, which I know was not the right path for me, but I allowed it anyway. Yeah. Well, we live again, modern medicine, conventional medicine. It's a, it's a bandaid approach. It's really pain and symptom management. It's not healing. And I've been going down a huge rabbit hole studying many different doctors who have kind of left the Western conventional model because, you know, in modern medicine, you're not taught about nutrition. That's not something they're taught. They're taught about what pill do they give to this symptom? (laughs) And it's not their fault. That's just the system that we live in. And it's very pharmaceutical driven. And that to me is, it's a slippery slope that we're on right now. And just treating the symptoms, you know, makes us a slave to the system because then we continue to need the, the pills or the things to treat the symptoms, but we're never getting to the root of the problem. And sometimes, you know, just to backtrack, sometimes the root of the problem is a very physical thing. Like you're not sitting in an ergonomic chair while you're recording. So your back hurts, right? Like sometimes there are these kind of more quick fix physical things that we can do to bring our bodies into alignment and, and radiant health and healing. Um, but a lot of times it is deeper. Um, and, I liked, I like to share this with people because I found it very um, like mind opening when I heard this, but it has proven that our brain is wired for survival, not happiness. So our brain is wired to look for the threat. Our brain is wired to think worst case scenario. Our brain is wired to go down that kind of low vibe spiral of like, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen and, and doubt and fear. And because that's how we've survived and evolved throughout the years. But we're, we're moving into a new paradigm where we're no longer, our lives are no longer in threat of the saber-toothed tiger, right? Our lives, we're, we're not, sure there are everyday threats, getting in your car could be a threat, but like we're not living on, on that level of survival that we need to every day 
to dysfunction, we're actually able to rise to higher realms of consciousness and access parts of our brain that allow for creativity and healing and reasoning and connection. And, but we have to do the work to move out of that survival mindset that we've been in for since the beginning of time to, okay, what actually makes me happy and how can I actually invest time and energy and resources into those things that allow me to live a happy life. And sometimes that's doing the hard thing, like going to work out when you don't want to, but sometimes it's like surrounding yourself with a circle of people that, that are high vibrational and that bring you joy and peace and taking precious care of your body. It's like, I, but I think that for people to understand that we're wired for survival, not happiness. So we have to actually work for that. Right. So that's why your work, I love that so much in the world because you're giving people the tools to rise out of that reptilian part of our brain that's stuck in survival into those higher realms of consciousness and reasoning that allows us to tap into and access happiness, which is so much of my work as well in the, in the wellness and healing and podcasting space is I want to give people the tools to see like, how can we make that shift? Yeah. I, I love that topic. I talk about that. It's, it's interesting. I, I've sort of created, I use the word, the matrix mm -hmm. to describe yeah. how humanity has moved from the wilderness into modern day society and how that fight or flight or that fear mechanism is, is a good thing that we have that it keeps mm -hmm. us out of harm's way, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. but it's sort of been rebranded by humanity to control us. Yeah. So when I'm speaking of the matrix, I'm always talking about that fear slash judgment piece mm -hmm. of, of the collective consciousness that, that we typically run on, mm -hmm. but I do a lot of TikToks, And I notice mm -hmm. when I talk about the matrix on TikTok, I get tons of views I get a whole lot of people thinking I'm talking about some sort of dark conspiracy theory mm -hmm. and I don't bother in going in the comments and trying to, you know, talk to, I just let everyone have their experience on there, but it's not that it's simply, Hey, this is something that somewhere along the line, our leaders said, Hey, if we create a set of rules and attach some fear based, you know, with some consequences that instill some fear, we're going to get group behavior out of people mm -hmm. that we want. And that was probably a positive thing to a point. And now it's really spun out of control. And we see how much fear and judgment is woven into our society, especially around the top three, which is money, health, and relationships. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't talk about the health one enough. That's why I was so excited to have you on here because everybody always wants to talk about money because they believe money is everything. And I, I'm fine with that. But if you have lots of money and you don't have a good feeling body, yeah. You are still miserable. I can attest yeah. to that. <laughs> For sure. For and I always sure. use Steve Jobs as an example. Look at, you know, this yeah. man died at 54 of cancer, a uh, celebrated billionaire, one of the most- Your health famous. is your wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Without it, you, yeah, you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor and, and money that I do see is a form of energy and an amplifier in many ways. So yeah, it's good to talk about money. And then it's also good to talk about health and- and wellness and energy. And, you know, I wanted to kind of pick up on something that you said about fear. And I feel like that kind of like the way capitalism works is fear and consumerism, right? Fear that you don't look good enough. So you need to buy this product or fear that you're not going to be accepted if you don't drive that car or fear, whatever the case, fill in the blank. But like so much of our society is driven by fear and consumerism. So even having the awareness of like, what am I giving my precious faculty of attention to? And what am I 
what kind of subliminal messages are, am I allowing into my world <laughs> through social media or through the news or through whatever you're consuming TV. And I think it's just very good for our mental and physical health to be very mindful of what we're consuming. Cause I think we all know like, okay, the foods we eat, that's part of our health. Right. But it's so much more. It's, it's what we're listening to. It's what we're reading. It's what we're watching. It's the company that we keep, you know, all the things that we consume through all of our senses can lift us up and be contributing to our health and our peace and our well-being, or it can cost us that. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you're right. The things that you're consuming definitely infiltrate your subconscious and start, you know, shaping a belief system, whether it's the one that you want or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we really have to be mindful of that because it's kind of what you default to. And I always say what, whatever you're experiencing is a direct reflection of what your real mindset is. You may want yeah. your mindset to be X, Y, Z, but if that's not what you're living, then your mindset yeah. isn't really that you're defaulting back to something else. And a lot of times I will notice little things pop up in the dream state, you know, the, the little fears, the little judgments and those little things that are still, I call it vibrational dust in your, in your basement, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do all this clearing and there's still always going to be a little something to work on, which is good but it reveals itself to us when we're not looking for it. Sometimes in the dream state, sometimes it triggers us. I, I love a trigger now though, because I love when I get triggered by something to stop, not let myself go down, racing down my spiral and really explore why was I triggered by that? You know, mm-hmm. what's going on in my subconscious mind that that was even a thing for me. And I, to your point, when I catch myself consuming too much anything, media, or, you know, television, movies, or any of that information. And I start to notice a shift in my beliefs and my triggers. I realize, you know, I think I'm this badass that can just watch whatever I want without judgment, but maybe I'm not. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, it's starting to take hold again because we're vibrational beings. So we're always fluid. Mm-hmm. We're always, you know, absorbing new things. So I think that's a great point. Yeah. And I think that's a great point to just discuss and riff on a little bit, because I think that we have become so co- comfortable and coddled and everyone is offended and everyone is triggered. And I don't think that being offended or triggered is bad to your point. It's, it's allowing yourself to take an opportunity to step back and reflect on why am I being triggered versus making that someone else's problem. Like we have to take responsibility for our feelings and our energy and how we react. And that's really you know, where our, our power lies and what we choose to react to and like what, what energy we bring to things and situations and people. So yeah, I think if someone hears something and they, they're triggered by that, it's good to take a moment and reflect, like, what am I making this mean about me or the situation? Am is some, some trauma in me being triggered that I have not healed? You know, what, where is an opportunity for growth here? Right. I think there's so many ways that we can take those triggers and turn them into growth opportunities versus like just shutting down. I don't like this end of story. Like too many of us are living in echo chambers. We're being told the same thing, the matrix, right? It's just like, we're just a, a cog in the wheel. And it's like, that's why I started the Unique Way podcast, because I like to feature people that are willing to stand up for what they believe, even if it goes against the grain and willing to say things that might be uncomfortable for people to hear. And knowing that, like, it's OK to make people uncomfortable. It's OK if someone doesn't like you. It's OK to be triggered. Like, maybe there's an opportunity for connection there, but we have to get out of our own way 
to create that connection. And maybe again, there's a healing or there's an awareness or there's, there's something there that is asking us or begging us for attention. You know, we, we need to tend to that thing. So instead of like being trigger happy and just like, you know, commenting and unsubscribing and all the things that we do that are so reactive, it's like, Hmm, let's maybe, you know, take an inventory here and see why this is coming up. Um, and, and just, see what work and what connection is available on the other side of that. I think that's just a really good topic that I, I see in the, especially the online world is just like triggers and offense and well, everything the has to come culture, with right? you, cancel you culture. Every, you have I, to have a million disclaimers before you say anything. And it's like, this is, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Yeah. Trigger warning. Well, if everything triggers you, then why bother yeah. with the warning? Yeah, yeah. There was, there was an interesting thing that, um, there's a lot of things going around right now that you, you you have to think exactly a specific way about something. And if there's any unclarity or, or variation, then you are canceled. You're awful. You're terrible. You're anti fill in the blank. Yeah. And I think that that's a very dangerous space because we're not respecting the fact that people are evolving their thinking on things. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting into a whole other set of topics, but I love that you kind of yeah. touched on that because uh, I just to, uh, for an example, I was there was some TV show on that I was kind of half paying attention to, but I realized the person on the TV show said something about uh, J.K. Rawlings, the the author mm -hmm. of Lord of the Rings, being canceled because she or made Harry Potter. Harry Potter, sorry. Yes. Mm -hmm. You tell I don't read any of this yeah. stuff. Harry <laughs> Potter, thank you. I'm familiar though. Yes. Being being canceled, and I don't know exactly what all transpired, but what I originally heard was that what she said was a trans woman and a biological woman are not exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, the, you know, oh, the yeah. hell storm of let's cancel her. And what the approach that I would want to take with something like that is why just race to cancel someone that obviously isn't hating you. Yeah. You know, yeah. she, that wasn't hateful. That wasn't all trans people should be, you know, shot mm -hmm. or anything crazy yeah. like that. Why not take the opportunity to have a dialogue rather than racing to this this cancel culture that we have now, where you know the, the least little infraction, you're done. Yeah. Well, we're all going to be canceled at some point if that's the truth. T totally, Instead it's like having, go ahead. burning people at the stake like they used to do. It's all like the, that's the common version, or that's like what it is in these times. And it's like I don't, yeah, I don't. There's not an opportunity for a healthy discourse or a narrative. There's not an opportunity to see a shift in one person or the other. There's not an opportunity to meet in the middle. And I think you bring up an, an important topic of like, there is nuance in everything. And we live in a society that wants to, there's this normalization of extremes. Like you're either right or you're left. You're either, you know, you see, that's what I call us. the matrix. The matrix yeah. is highly polarized. It's highly, highly polarized. polarized. And un unfortunately, that's not, that's not the nature. Like we live in a dualistic world and, and there are, we do swing, the pendulum swings, but there's nuance, there's ebb and flow. We can't just put people in boxes. And unfortunately we're missing out on the opportunity to connect and grow together when we do that, when it's just like, end of story, you're canceled. You know, it's like, we're missing out when we do that. And I think, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's really a shame that that's where we're at. But I personally, when I come across someone that, you know, says something I don't agree with or that I don't believe in, 
I ask myself, like, is this negatively affecting me? Is this pulling me down? Or is this just a different point of view? And if it's just a different point of view, I realize like I can not agree with everything that someone says and still source value and wisdom from them, right? Like we don't need to believe with ev in everything that someone says and does to appreciate their work or to appreciate something they have to say. And so again, I don't know if you've watched The Social Dilemma, but it's just, it's important that we do have a wide variety of voices and we're not in an echo chamber. We're not, you know, it's, that's creating more of a bias and more of a divide. But I think it's important that sometimes we're like, huh, that doesn't, that doesn't sit well with me, but like, I'm going to, you know, look into like my part in this and take responsibility for why I'm feeling this way. And also be okay with like, we're not going to agree with everything that everyone believes in. That's just not reality, but we don't need to cancel them. Yeah. It's like that just seems well, no one is a one dimensional being, but we're, we're painted yeah. now again. I, I refer back to the matrix being so polarized, and in the matrix, the, the deeper or the lower vibe you are around all of that stuff, uh, and that's how you're operating. The more you tend to believe that everything is one dimensional, like this mm -hmm. person is just a blank and that's it, mm -hmm. and that's not true. No one is just one thing, we're, we're yeah. all you know, we all have this. Um, the spectrum of, of mm -hmm. vibration going on within us. And the, the humanity is a spectrum of vibration. Earth is a spectrum of vibration, but nobody seems to realize that we're, we're seemingly forgetting that as a people and going into this, this sort of one dimensional. But I will tell you, I think it's a sign that we are challenging that matrix and that matrix is a vibration. So it has a life force behind it. And it is reasserting itself because it's it's being challenged and it's actually being fractured and crumbling. That's why so many institutions are crumbling or mm -hmm. at least being questioned. And as they're questioned, we're starting to see the flaws come out, like the monarchy yeah. and mm -hmm. government and all of these things. We're starting to see more flaws. And really, it's a sign of our ascension more than our uh, sinking into a lower vibrational state of being. Just people are suffering in that ascension process a little bit. Yeah, it's that life and death cycle, you know, like, and, and in that cycle of transformation, it's not always easy, but I do agree that the old has to fall away before the new can come through. And I also feel we are on this, the precipice of this paradigm shift and we are, our frequency and vibration is, a, is rising. And then, yeah, but the powers that be that are trying to keep us low, don't like that. And it's like, it's creating a bit of terror and shock and, and yeah we're not as controllable when <laughs> exactly. we're in high vibration we're, we're not mm -hmm. subject to penalty up there because we are in that high vibrational state that is abundance yeah that is well-being that is abundance on every topic and and mm -hmm. if you think about the matrix it seeks to drag us down not all the way down to the bottom of the spiral necessarily but down enough to make us compliant beings yeah like the group think and the herd mentality and yeah it's like when we're not again using those higher, higher realms of consciousness, which we can have access to, we're much easier controlled because when someone's living in fear, they're more likely to do what you say and follow the leader and stand in line. Um, and I don't know, I've been a rebel since I was a little kid. I've always been like, well, why? And I've always been curious and I've always been like, I'm not going to just stand in line. Like, I want to know the facts. I want to, I want to explore. And so it's, it's funny that that's kind of always been who I've been, I've been and just, kind of a troublemaker in a way, but it's also helpful because I think we need people to question like 
why, why are we all like in this group think world? Like, why can't we have a voice of our own and why can't we, you know, lean on, you know, our trust in a higher power or lean on our own creative faculties or lean on our ability to connect versus to be afraid. You know, I just think it's, there's so much possibility there, but yeah, to your point, it's, we're not easily controlled in that state. Yeah. Yeah. I I think a lot of times people just like feeling like they're part of something, part of some sort of group and they dive into that group and then they don't want to be ostracized from the group. So they start aligning themselves with the group think and then suddenly your whole life just gets taken over. There's a friend of mine uh, that I haven't talked to in a while and I, she's disappeared off social media and I was going to reach out to her mother through Facebook and I haven't gone on Facebook in a while. And so I went on Facebook and her mother posts nothing but political stuff. Mm. It's 100% one, one view political stuff. And I'm like, wow, her, I'm just scrolling through thinking this is her whole world. And I finally, mm-hmm. this is none of my business. I'm going to put this away and reach out to her anyway. And I did, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I know these people and I know they're very nice people, but they are bored. Yeah. They're retired and they are so deep in that group think of, of a certain political belief system. It doesn't matter which one it is that that's their whole world and their whole identity now has become that it just takes over. It's a vibration. Yeah. And it just takes over, but it can't it, feel good to be that angry all the time. No, it, just I, can't. it can't. And, you know, to your point about wanting to be a part of something, you know, back to the whole, like how we've evolved throughout time. It's like we evolved in tribes, right? Like, like hundreds or thousands of years ago, if you weren't in like a part of a tribe, you're on your own, you would likely die. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's like, we have that same fear instilled in our DNA, but like, if someone doesn't like something we say on Facebook, we're not going to die, but our body almost has that same response to not being included or not being liked or not being, you know, like being judged. It doesn't feel good, but it's actually, we're going to be okay. Life will still go on. And I think I want to be like, one of the light warriors that's like, it's okay to step out of line and to, you know, exercise using your voice or to, to not follow the norm in terms of politics or, you know, I just, I want to see more people waking up to their own uniqueness, their own intelligence, their own gifts. So that they're not just living in this fog of like, follow the powers that be, you know, I want to live in a world like that where people are awake, thriving, you know, using their gifts in the way they were intended to use and, and helping others. Like, I think service is such a big part of why, why we're here. And, um, I think we're, we're moving in that direction for sure. I I love that. And I, I love the, um, you know, the, the concept of lifting yourself out of that matrix and one, there's a, there's several, I teach this stuff all the time, but there's several keys to doing that. And one is really releasing any and all concern of what other people think of you. Because as long yeah. as you're worried about that, you're going oh, to yeah. limit yourself and you're going to conform and you're not going, we, we are desiring to be free mm-hmm. here on earth. We love freedom. We love joy. We, we love being a physical expression of the way we are eternally, mm-hmm. which is all about freedom and joy, right? Yeah. But here we are in this physical realm. And we have more resources at our fingertips than ever before for humanity, at least in recorded history. Yet we have all this, we keep in this cycle of suffering because 
we stay in that matrix fog, but once you start lifting yourself out of it and you're not fearing the government, you're not fearing your neighbor, you're not fearing about your health, you're, you're taking control of these things because you realize they're all creations of energy and you realize that, wow, my abundance of health and wealth and relationships, it all resides within me already. Mm-hmm. that exists. I just have to allow it to flourish. And how do I do that? I get rid of all the stuff in my life that's dragging me down. Yeah. That's creating the fog. Yeah. It's a lot of unlearning oh, coming yeah. back to who you really are mm-hmm. and unlearning all the things of what people have told you that you are, or how you need to be, or yeah, like people pleasing, or it's just, that's pulling us away from that true essence of who we are and who we came to be. And it's, it's sometimes a lifelong journey. Maybe, maybe well, I think I, I've come to understand that there was there was a time in my life where I was sort of of the mindset of all of this matrix stuff. We need to do away with it and allow people be, to be born into freedom and joy. But then I came to realize that, well, wait a minute, the struggling and the trauma and the challenges of life often create a lot of expansion for us mm-hmm. consciously. For sure. And maybe it's just more about balancing that more effectively and allowing the challenges, allowing the back problem to, to spin out and, you know, come back from it because now I have that story to share. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. so excited that, Hey, I went down the path of, of medical healing and that wasn't working for me. It was very frustrating. Nothing was working, but now I realize the universe wasn't allowing that because I think it can work for some people, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't allowing it to work for me because I needed to find my way back to my truth, which was, I have the power within me to change the experience. Yeah. And I did. We're all healers. Like for sure. We're all our own healers. And yeah, there's just so much that you said that I, I so resonate with. And I think, yeah, it's really important that we also know that, yeah, we live in a universe that is, it's, contraction and expansion, you know, there's light and dark and we will have struggles, pain, trauma. And I think to your point that gives us a depth and it gives us empathy, deep empathy that we wouldn't have had without it. It allows us to get strong. Like we know that's how we build our a muscle. We destroy and tear the muscles and they build back stronger. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so there is, um, beauty, even that, that all of that can be really hard. There's beauty in that depth in that strength in that, I think what happens as you evolve more and more in your journey, what happens is you're just able to bounce back more quickly. Like you're not wallowing in it and dragging it out when like things don't go your way or bad things happen. You're able to like, wow, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to really let my body feel and experience this because without feeling there's no healing and we're not going to try to numb it with a pill or shove, shove it away or stuff it down, but then allowing it to be, you know, felt and then let go of and, and truly like channeling that energy out of your body in different ways, whether it's exercise or yoga or fill in the blank art. Um, and then, you know, after having done that, having that lesson or that, that jewel, you know, in yoga, we talk about the Lotus needs the mud, like the beautiful Lotus flower rises out of the mud and it, without the mud, there's no Lotus, you know? So well, if the whole world was just a Lotus, you wouldn't appreciate the Lotus either. Right? Well, and there you wouldn't, wouldn't be the free beauty will. Because of the contrast. Yeah. Yeah. There wouldn't be free will. Like we need dark and light to be able to have choice. And I think that's been helpful for me in understanding like, like why do bad things happen? Like why are these terrible forces like, 
in the world. Like it, it's hard to wrap my mind around why bad things happen to good people. And it's like, in order for there to be choice and free will, we have to have light or dark. And if with dark, there's going to be bad things that happen. But like you said, it's part of our growth and evolution process. Um, and something beautiful can come out of something really hard, you know, or really difficult. Yeah, and, and helpful it, for all and of us. Part of this cancel culture vibe that we're in right now is sort of this mindset that nothing bad is ever supposed to happen. Yeah, but it does. We're not mm -hmm. stopping or solving that stuff at all. Mm -hmm. We, you know, it just recycles into something else. If we solve one thing, something else is going to to come about because of the duality that we're living in. Mm -hmm. I would love to move humanity away from the concept that you're never supposed to have a challenge. That totally. You know, you know, that your parents were evil, awful, terrible people. Well, your parents were your original teachers. Yeah. And I believe we chose them. And, I do and too. No one had more disassociated parents than me. And I will say, mm -hmm. I know I chose them because mm -hmm. I see what they did for me in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, as I reflect on some of the greatest teachers in my life and even just friends and, and even in my own challenges, like I, I feel like some of the most wise people have had the, the hardest lives, right? It's like, it's not a bad thing in and of itself to have these things that can, that happen, you know? And, and I like to, instead of saying happen to us, I like to say happen for us, right? Cause it's I like that. Yes. That's not, that's disempowering language to be like, life is happening to me. Like I'm a victim. No. Yeah. The victim. victim vibe is a, is a dangerous place to park. It, yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> you and can it visit just, every once in a while, but you know, to park it's there. It's like, if that's, you want to suffer, like, yeah, visit the victim mentality. and give away all your power. Yeah, exactly. So I think I lost my train of thought, but, <laughs> but yeah, like the victim mentality and also just the kind of very egotistical mentality that we see, like everything, like every, the world revolves around me and it's all about me and me, 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 me. Like that's also a, way, a quick way to suffer. It's just not fulfilling right and that's what we see at large with social media it's like so me centric right <laughs> um and it's just easy to get caught up in that but i think if we want to experience true freedom and joy it's like respecting and loving yourself wholly absolutely and like being of service to others using your gifts in a world in a way that makes a difference and makes you happy in the meantime um, ditching the victim mentality and choosing to be the hero of your story, not, you know, the victim. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of these, like, you know, little reframes that can be really helpful and in more than a reframe, like actually putting it into practice in your life can be very transformational. Indeed. And that's, uh, Taya's is like that. I created Taya because I, saw the big 10 of spirituality and, and thought, gosh, there's so many branches of belief systems. Mm -hmm. I really have spent my life going deep into what I call source perspective, which is just appreciation of all things. Mm -hmm. And I try to apply that in my life as a system. Well, how do you do that? Well, you clean up all the stuff that holds you away from that source perspective. So that's where Taya came from. Mm -hmm. And I created in such a way that it, it cannot be anything other than that. And it's, it's, I, I love yoga people because you understand practice and simplicity and, you know, ongoing practice of not trying to reach perfection, but simply getting a little better and a little better at what you do and strengthening yourself in those ways. I, I look at Thai, I like that too. My co-author uh, is, is written several yoga books, Katarina Wonders, 
uh, of the new Taya book that's coming out. She edited my first book and she's a co-writer of the new book. And she's again, deep into yoga and understands and it actually helped me create this mindset practice yeah. that lifts you out of that lower vibrational matrix of fear and judgment and aligns you more with, well, if I appre- if I am source, we're all expressions of source and I appreciate all things, how can I then take that vibe and appreciate whatever I'm observing or experiencing? Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is you talked about, I call it a stopgap. You use a different word though, where you catch yourself. You just use a different term. I thought, oh, a stopgap. I love it. I'm not sure. Keep, keep going. I'd love to hear what you're, what you're. Well, stopgap is when you feel yourself, uh, because we get, we have negative triggers that can take mm-hmm. us down into in, a negative territory because we're observing something and judging it. Why not replace those with positive triggers? And my positive triggers are, is this worth going down my spiral over? Mm-hmm. It sounds so simple, but I catch myself and now I've used it enough to where I'm very rarely triggered down my spiral over anything. Mm-hmm. Even the pain I was experiencing, I wasn't judging. I wasn't, oh my gosh, this is, I'm, you know, why me or any of that stuff wasn't going on. It just hurt physically yeah. until I remembered, mm-hmm. oh, I need to move some energy around and get rid of the pain. Mm-hmm. So the stop gap is just something that you create for yourself that you catch yourself when you're going into a unwanted, I don't want to say a negative mindset, even an unwanted mindset. Is this worth going down my spiral over? Or uh, if I observe something where someone else is suffering, because it's interesting, so many of us that, that seek to teach and share what we have, like you've said, you know, with others to, to help them if they so choose, it's easy to dip into the judgment of their experience uh, under the, in the name of empathy. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, they're suffering. They shouldn't be experiencing that. That's terrible. I need to help them. That's, that's ego really, because source again is appreciation of all things. So if someone is having a suffering experience, I have taught myself to view that and just appreciate the fact that they're having their experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're not making them a victim. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm making them the victim. I'm not giving Mm -hmm. them because I've had my suffering experiences Mm -hmm. that have expanded my consciousness. Why, who am I to hold them away from that for themselves? Mm -hmm. And I've actually, in, in my boot camp, I've had parents, somehow I really got into the brand of parents of children who are suffering or have, um, you know, died tragically. And I've worked with a lot of those people and to witness a parent transform from the matrix mindset of I'm a parent and my child's a reflection of me. Oh my gosh, this is horrible to my child is having or had their experience. And I'm completely at peace with that is amazing. And, and people can get there. And that's the thing I love to shout from the rooftops is that we don't have to suffer in all this stuff at all. We can be appreciation of all that is even the tragic stuff because the whole tragic label again is the matrix. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I don't have any children, so I can't speak from experience, but I do feel like that's gotta be one of the more tough, like relational, kind of entanglements where it's, it, it can be hard to not take those kinds of things personal or take a big responsibility, but we're all well, any parents going to have their human. suffering journey, especially if their child crosses over, yeah. they are going to have that journey, but that journey doesn't have to be static. That journey can have like all physical journeys, a beginning, a middle and an end. And in the end they can achieve an appreciation for what was, and yeah. that's a beautiful thing to witness. 
Yeah. Trading in your expectation for appreciation is, is a theme I like to live by. The good one. That's a very good one. So much of our joy is stolen by expectation. And when we can trade that out for appreciating every moment, um, the gifts that are available, the opportunities for growth, even if it's hard, but also when it's really beautiful. Like I, I just had a, a beautiful weekend, nothing crazy, nothing fancy or shiny, just like in nature a lot with good people. And I'm just like, wow, I'm really going to soak this up and really speak my gratitude in this moment. You know, this is, this is amazing. This is what life is about. And I think so many of us just quickly glaze over those things, you know, we're like we're on to the next or we're, you know, we, we have a to-do list or it's like, we're not fully being present and appreciative. Um, and that's really important because it's like, you're stepping into that energy, that vibration of gratitude and appreciation. And you don't attract what you want. You attract what you're a vibrational match for. So it's like, <laughs> let's like, and I think that's getting into like self-worth stuff. Like some people don't feel worthy of feeling that or are experiencing that. So they hold themselves. It's like, it's like, no, we need to step into our worth and, and, and take that in and, and breathe into it and be present in it and give thanks for it. It's like, and then send it out. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's where yeah, to I'm your at. point earlier, we, we are programmed towards so much consumerism that we feel like if we're not experiencing what Instagram tells us we're supposed to be experiencing, there's mm-hmm. something wrong with us. Yeah. And I, I really love to talk about, how no matter where you are or what you've got going on, there's always a little glimmer of light available. There's always a little something that you can find to appreciate. And when you start focusing on that one little pin dot of light in the sea of darkness, mm-hmm. the pin dot expands because that's where your focus is. Yeah. That little bitty thing, that one thing that I appreciate. And I know when you're really down in low vibe, I say down your spiral, sometimes it feels hopeless and you feel like, okay, I can't find even that pin dot of light then you've got to create something. And it, it does become almost a survival tool mm-hmm. to, okay, I've got to find something. I've got to create something in my mind to appreciate about this moment right now. What is it? Even if it's, I'm drawing a breath. Yeah. You know, I'm That's here. That's a great place to start. Something. You know, start yeah. someplace and then allow the momentum to build from there because it will. Yeah. Well, and as a yoga teacher, you know, so much of what I've been trained and, and just, my own personal practice to understand is the breath and how it deeply impacts our nervous system. And as we were talking earlier, talking about our brain is wired for survival, not happiness. And just the nature of our society where we're often in fight or flight, right? We're looking for the threat or onto the next or, and to your point, we do need that to protect ourselves. And there's, that's part of who we are and it's, it serves a purpose in our lives, but we don't want to live there all the time, but like everybody could take a breath and be grateful for that breath. But that, that shift of taking the breath from an unconscious act to like a conscious act and slowing the breath down and breathing intentionally into your body. Um, and even pairing that with movement can be great, but just doing it in a meditative state is great. But that actually allows our nervous system to shift from that sympathetic fight or flight mode into the parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest. It's where healing can happen. It's where we feel calm in our bodies. It's where we can think clearly. It's where we can tap into higher realms of reasoning and creativity and connecting. So it's like, I love that you brought up the breath because that is a tool everybody has. 
at any moment, the breath is the greatest tool that we have to not only bring us into our bodies and kind of out of the head, out of the matrix, but also to literally create a shift like that, you know, it's just such a great tool. Yeah. You're, you're all, you're always a breath or two away from source Source is yes. there always. Yes. It's the breath that, that reconnects you with that. It's amazing how that works. That was the healing exercise that I did in the middle of the night when my back was just screaming at me and I, I literally was on my back and I couldn't move. It was mm -hmm. that bad. And I thought, okay, the only, the only thing I can do here is to breathe into it. And I, that's what I do is I breathe in and I move the energy and I create healing energy with it. And we all have the power to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of people think, Oh, not me. I, I couldn't do that. Like, and are always seeking for answers and healing outside of themselves. But if that's one gift I can offer to everyone listening is like, you are your own healer. You have tools and answers and the, the capabilities. It's great to have teachers in your life. And absolutely you can seek those out, but also not to give away your power to also know you have that inside of you. And yeah, I think that's very empowering to know and, and for more people to kind of lean into that. What a gift. I love the subject of self-healing. So I was mm -hmm. very happy that, that you have been on uh, with us today. Yeah. I was going to end with one other thing and I didn't share this with you earlier, uh, but it's, it's interesting that every time I go to see my primary care doctor, all he does is write prescriptions. You're right. That's all it is. Yeah. Doesn't talk about what are you eating? You know, when are you mm -hmm. going to take off those extra pounds, whatever it is, it's always, here's a bunch of prescriptions. Yeah. And my, um, the, the medical profession, the, the industry, they believe in the placebo effect. They talk about it all the time. You know, they oh, do yeah. all these trial tests with mm -hmm. medications and stuff. And they realize that belief is a big part of healing my partner is a psychologist, life partner is a psychologist. And a big part of his career was he worked in the medical field for many, many years. And he was the psychologist that patients would have to see to be approved for surgical procedures, especially really big, expensive ones or really invasive ones. And it was all about, do they have the mental capacity? Are they going to facilitate their own healing? Are they a good candidate for this or not? And so he's all about that. Wow. Absolutely all about that. And it's a serious component of the medical industry, but not enough. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. because there's not a lot of profit in self-healing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. There's hate to be cynical, but I think that's true. Well, to kind of, um, not to get too off topic, but I just listened to a three hour podcast on Joe Rogan with, um, RFK jr. And he, you know, he's a upcoming president elect, <clears throat> excuse me, but he, he goes like for three hours, you will hear him talk about the pharmaceutical industry and how they have their hands in the Congress and the house. And they're doing sweetheart deals with the FDA. And you can really go down the rabbit hole, but I really think that we are on the precipice of a big shift. And if anyone wants to learn more about that, go check out that podcast. Cause it was pretty mind blowing, but you know, several years ago I had my own health issues. I had some digestive issues that no one could explain. I was a quote unquote healthy vegetarian doing all the things fit, you know, like, and I went to a, a gastro doctor and, um, I, I said, I just don't understand why I'm not feeling good. Like I eat really healthy. And I was like, it's not like I'm eating McDonald's every day. And he literally looked at me and said, you can eat McDonald's every day. It doesn't matter. It's just genetic. And then wrote me a prescription. And I was like, at that point, that's when I really lost faith in our, our system. 
Um, not that many of them are, are well-intended. I know that some are, but it was just like, I've got to be my own health advocate. I've got to be my own healing advocate. And thankfully, because of that, I was by necessity forced to like, look into other realms of healing <clears throat> and I'm, I'm completely healed now. So, so there is hope, <laughs> um, but definitely people should educate themselves. Um, people should be their own health advocate. It's not the government's, you know, responsibility. It's not the pharmaceutical company's responsibility. We have to take responsibility for that and research and educate and, and learn so that we can make the best decisions for ourselves for sure. I love that. I love that. You've been a fantastic guest, uh, to have on at this time. Uh, perfect timing, divine timing for me and for the audience to, to awesome. hear all of this for sure. Well, and uh, so it's Courtney Ostrowski. How do they get in touch with you? So my Instagram is like my central hub from there. You can find my website, um, my podcast, all the things, but it's Courtney 108 and that's Courtney with no U. So C-O-R-T-N-E-Y 108. And I would love to connect with you all. Like it's been such a pleasure to kind of have this full circle moment where you were on my pod two years ago and then we're, we're back at it. And when, once I get episodes up and running again, I was telling David before we pressed record, I've taken a little bit of a sabbatical. Um, I want to have you back if you want to come. So. Absolutely. I love doing this. I could talk about this Good. stuff all day, especially with people that are, you know, willing to sort of go there and, and talk mm -hmm. about stuff and fearlessly. Yeah. And, and that, that is certainly you. So thank you so much, Courtney, for yes. being on. Thank you all so much for listening. This episode doesn't have to end here. You can join us over on Patreon for the roundtable discussion of everything the stream shared today and how to apply it in your life. Join us at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. I hope to see you over there. <laughs>